Hey, traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 15, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's certainly a few things going on, but the first thing we do is take an assessment slash snapshot on the daily chart. What do we have? Above all the moving averages, we know one thing is for certain. The trend is your friend until it's not. What else do we have? And this is interesting. You can see over the last six or seven days, the market has been basically trading in and around this area, creating what you can call somewhat of a bullish, flaggish kind of formation. We had a move up, and they've been eating time off the clock building energy for another move higher. Now, why do I say that? A, they're above all the moving averages. B, they had two opportunities last week to go down. All they did was run a test of this breakup candle low at 408.64. They ran the test and they shot back up in the northern direction to get back above and close back above the 20-period moving average each and every time. That's what we call bullish behavior. It doesn't mean they can't pull the rug out tomorrow or Wednesday or whenever. What it means is what's been happening, and that's all we have. We're not guessing what might happen in the future. What we're saying is, based on these things, the evidence points to this. Had an opportunity to pull the rug out, go down a lot lower. The choice was not to do that. Who makes that choice? Well, it's a concerted effort between Mrs. Market and the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. Just to do a compare and contrast, here's a copy of the ES. This is the June expiration contract. It's the E-mini futures contract. You can see the same thing. It's a little less sloppy than the SPY chart. You can see here, this is one of those bullish, flaggish kind of formations. Same routine. It's the same chart using a different vehicle, no difference. Remember the weekly chart? We talk about it almost every night now. As long as they're eating time off the clock, underneath the 100-period moving average, they're building energy to get through and go to another destination. Where's that destination? First is 420. Then next up would be 422 and change, which is a gap over here. And then can they go higher? The answer is the longer they eat time off the clock underneath the 100-period moving average, the higher they can go, period. We've also got a quiet market today. We may get a quiet market all week. We may get it for another couple of days, but let me point something out. And by the way, quiet market inside day, no conviction. It's an inside day, meaning today's high and low is inside of Friday's high and low. Doesn't really tell us much. All we know is they closed where they closed. They're eating time off the clock. Other than that, there's no conviction on the tape today. However, we do have something else. And one of the members in the live trading room pointed this out, and I think it's worth mentioning today. What do we have here? What we have here, other than an X, is basically a triangle formation. And with a triangle formation, generally speaking, when they get to the apex or the end, which is right here, they're going to make a move in one direction or another. The bullish scenario on the chart gives us evidence that the 
next move is going to be in the upward direction. We don't know that for a fact. They could do either way, but we have the other stuff that's telling us above the 20-period moving average, the bullish flaggish kind of formation. They couldn't go down even though they tried to go down. All this is evidence pointing to another move up, and this triangle is further evidence that at some point this week, and it looks to me like maybe Wednesday is the last day over here. They can move tomorrow. They can move on Thursday. But here's the end of the apex. Looks to be on Wednesday. This would be tomorrow's candle. Wednesday would show up around here, and then they would start to get past the apex. So that's food for thought. Put it on a sticky note. Keep it on the side. Looking around the horn at some other time frames, I'll notice something like this. Here's a breakdown candle, and the high is 413.64. Fair enough. So today, the candle ending at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time made a run for that high. They didn't quite get to the high. The high was 413.43, and they pulled back. This is a test. Now, here's the thing. They didn't get rejected. They just didn't get through. They were short-term rejected, but in terms of this 120-minute chart, you wouldn't yet call this a rejection. Price would have to go down like this and get below these moving averages to call that a rejection. Here, they're still creeping up by the end of the day, so maybe they're building energy or not ready to get through just yet. That's one interpretation. We don't know. We'll see what happens when the market opens on Tuesday. It will be Turnaround Tuesday. This is Options Expiration Week. That is regular way options expiration week, not the stuff that expires every day. Those are just gambling vehicles. This is regular way options expiration, which is the third week of each and every month. The Friday is the expiration of options. And what I like to say each and every month when this occurs is weird stuff happens. You don't know what the weird stuff is in advance, but what you do know is we can expect the unexpected. Expect some volatility. Expect some whipsaw-type behavior. What about inside the numbers today? Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? And the answer is, yes, they did. But this opens the door to an important conversation that I want to have. We'll have it in a few minutes. It goes to, what do you have to have? It's a conversation we discuss ad nauseum each and every day in the live room. Let's go over some of the early thoughts, the Zero Dark 30 stuff, then we'll get into the specifics. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. The bull case has Mrs. Market completing some unfinished business at least around 413.85. They didn't get there today, that's still on the board, there's stuff above that, we didn't need that today. The flip side has price paying a visit down to the zone around 412 to 411.50, which includes the gap left open from Friday. It's an important spot. The Bulls have to play defense. Otherwise, otherwise, the next leg lower gets activated and the door opens for a test around 410.35, give or take. We think better in pictures, right? of the vertical is today's activity. And there is your 410.35. How you doing? Now, here's the entrance, the entree into the conversation that we want to have. We have traders of all shapes and sizes in the live room, inside the numbers. We have aggressive traders. We have traders that have to have every trade. They have to have two of every trade. Then we have traders that are looking for the trade they want, what makes them comfortable. 
I provide the numbers. I provide the commentary. Each and every individual trader decides what's right for them. Some like short trades, some don't like short trades. Some like aggressive trades, some like the more conservative trade. Some like stocks on the move, some like the SPY trades. Some like them all, some like none. So what you'll see here as the day gets underway, we start to lay out the morning schematic. It's already 8.30. Usually it comes out a little later, but it was what it was. All the upside stuff is predicated on staying above 4.12.75. They didn't do that. So if below, the door opens for 4.12 or lower. Let's continue on, see what we have. We'll keep it simple. We have support and a buy zone for a bounce at 4.12 to 4.11.60, 4.11.50. Remember 4.11.50 from last week. If they're below, it opens the door for 4.10.30, give or take. Now I urge you to pause the video. We're gonna have more conversation on this, but read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. Here's the gap left open from Friday, 411.60. They tried to stop there, but they ended up continuing on. Here's what I said to the live room members. When we talked about the early stuff before the opening bell, before the bell rang, we talked about 412 and 411.50 to 60 area. What I said was, decide if you have to have a trade in the first minute of the day. We do this each and every day. What I tell traders is, when they're close to a number, do you have to have the trade right at the opening bell? It increases the risk. However, there are some traders that are going to take them all. And what traders heard me say, and it's on tape, when they started getting below 411.60, I said, quote unquote, 410.30, 410.35 is my spot. That's the spot I want. Bounce back in the other direction, that could be a decent trade. It was low of day. Pause the video. Read the notes and go back to the chart to double check the work. All the supports in here, all the resistance areas are in here. What I want to show you is something that happened later in the day, 12 o'clock. Here's the scenario around noontime. Above 12.30 on candle closes opens the door for another leg higher to the likes of 4.12.75 and if above 4.13.40. Again, we think better in pictures and there you have it, 4.12.75 and the top line is 413.40. It pays to know your numbers. What about stocks on the move? We had three on the board. It was a relatively quiet early Monday today. We had One Oak, Intuit, and HRB, which is H&R Schlock. Two of them hit their entry objectives. One did not. H&R Schlock did not, so it's off the board. HRB is off the board. It's a no trade. So how about One Oak, OKE, getting a haircut at the opening bell, closing price on Friday, 63.75. This thing's down a few bucks in the morning. They're buying another company, no big deal. And here's the way this one rolls. They open below the first number. You could see the opening print is 59.45. My number was 59.50. That immediately means it's off the table. It doesn't exist. They may fight back to it later, so it's an important number. But for the purposes of showing how this works, it doesn't exist. The zone becomes 58.12 to 57.51. The rest is history. You can see what happened. The average price, if you took an average, is 57.75, give or take. And they had a nice rip back up in the other direction, over 60 bucks. Nice trade. How about Intuit? Getting a buzz cut at the opening bell, 412.17 was my number. They spiked it. They ripped it back in the other direction and went on a rocket ride 
for about 14, 15 points. How you doing? The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Decent day for the IWM people, up 1.2%. A little of that, or some of that, or most of that, either way, it doesn't really matter why. What matters is what happened was because the regional banks got a bounce today. The KRE was up nicely today. So therefore, the IWM gets a bit of a lift into where? The 50-period moving average, touches it, pulls back, closes above the 20. We're not going to make heads or tails out of that. Doesn't change the weekly picture. Doesn't change the fact that they've got this big down move. And this is a bear flag pattern opposite the daily chart of the SPY or S&P 500 that we talked about at the onset of this video. Still doesn't mean they can't bounce into the convergence of those moving averages. They can. We don't know that they will. If the regional banks were a one-day wonder type of bounce situation, then the IWM would continue to struggle. If there's more sustainable bounce opportunity or upside in the regional banks, the IWM will likely follow suit. We'll find out. What about the folks down at the transportation department? My second favorite market-leading indicator next to the IWM, but a number one canary in the coal mine. Up about half a percent today. Again, we don't know right now whether this is a pullback from a test underneath or into the moving averages, but what we do know is below the moving averages, the trend is down and the trend is your friend until it's over. The weekly chart, below three out of four moving averages, the trend is your friend until your shit gets thrown out the window. The bogey, what we'll look at is this breakup candle low. 13,510. For argument's sake, that's what we're using. So you get below this and you start to say, wait a minute, they're failing. Last line of defense is this low here, but you got the bearish pattern and stuff. You come over to the weekly chart and you say, well, then they're going to target the 200 period moving average and or lower. But the flip side is, as long as this holds, and they haven't even tested it yet, but this is a pullback type of formation that could result in another move in the upward direction into the 100, maybe through the 100. You have a breakdown candle high right here above the 100. This is important stuff. These things are magnetic. The 100 period moving averages, magnetic. So are breakdown candle highs, magnetic. Options expiration week, weird stuff happens. We've seen this routine before. A lot of people are bearish out there looking for a rug pull operation. Market's going to collapse. The banks are going to collapse. All that may be true, but the more bearish sentiment you get, the more apt we are to see a short-term short squeeze or short covering rally. That's just the way it works. What about the Q people? Anything wrong with the Q people? Absolutely not. They're just edging higher. You can see the difference between the Qs and the transports and the IWM and even the S&P. There's a lot of divergence going on, but keep in mind, and we talk about this all the time, the Qs are driven up by a small basket of stocks. Microsoft, Apple, NVIDIA, Amazon, and the list goes on. There's about maybe six to 10 stocks that drive the Qs. The breadth of the market, the NYSE, the NASDAQ composite, those don't look the same as this chart. The XLF, the financials, up less than 1% today. It's a bounce in a downtrend. We're not going to make heads or tails out of it. 
Nothing material in the bull case will happen in the XLF until or unless they recapture this downsloping trend line. They can backtest it, and that will be a make-it-or-break-it situation for the XLF at the time if they do that. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. About Smash Mouth, we got a little canary in terms of the tech space. Up over 2% today, up over 2.5%, 3 bucks. Nice rally back above the 50-period moving average in Smash Mouth. It's a good proxy for the tech space. Tech is strong in terms of the Qs. The NASDAQ 100, SMH, is showing signs of strength. Remember the 100-period moving average? Look where they closed the week. The closing price of the week, 122.90. What's the 100-period moving average? 122.99. How you doing? No accidents or coincidences. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.